3: Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Welcome to Crime Land. My name's Jeannie J, and this week I chat to
1: James Morn
0: about John Wayne Gacy Jr.
1: Hi Julie, how are you doing?
0: I'm very good, how are you? I'm okay. sorry to bring you on to talk about such a serious topic.
1: No, I'm looking forward to
0: it. How are you today James?
1: Good, keeping well.
0: Just to say, James is an absolutely hilarious comedian, you need to check him out if you haven't already. Uh, would you be interested in the true crime, James?
1: Uh, I, I get sort of freaked out by it, but I like the details. You know, This
0: really. is a pretty freaky one, yeah. I have to say.
1: Okay, Good.
0: Uh, I'm just. Will we just jump right in?
1: Yeah. Okay. So.
0: Let's do it. So John Wayne Gacy Jr. James was born in Chicago, Illinois, also known as the Chicago, the Windy City. The Windy City. Spot on. The second of three three children, and uh, he was born in Cook County. He was of Polish and Danish heritage. He had a troubled relationship with his father, an alcoholic who abused him and called him a sissy. He was close to his sisters and mother, who affectionately called him Johnny. When Gacy was 11, he was struck on the forehead by a swing. The resulting head trauma formed a blood clot in his brain that went unnoticed until he was 16 when he began to suffer blackouts. He was prescribed medication to dissolve the clot. After attending four high schools, so something's going on, yeah, isn't it, James? Not four. How many secondary schools did you attend? Just the one. Just the one. Not yeah. to feel superior about it, but they, you stuck yeah. with it.
1: Yeah, um, put the head down.
0: Gacy dropped out before completing his senior year and left his family after running out of money in Las Vegas, Nevada. He worked long enough to earn money to travel back home to Chicago. Without returning to high school, he enrolled in and eventually graduated from Northwestern. A management trainee position with the Nunbus Shoe Company followed shortly and in 1964, he was transferred to Springfield, Illinois. There he met co-worker Marlon Myers and they married in September. He became very active in local Springfield organisations, joining the JCS, and rising to vice president of um, the Springfield chapter by 1965. Marlon's parents, who had purchased a bunch of KFC franchises... It's kind of handy when the in in laws buy that. Would you be into KFC?
1: Uh, Yeah, I love it. I really like (sighs) it. It
0: kind of freaks me out, though, a bit.
1: Why? The way
0: true crime freaks you out.
1: Yeah, it's too gory.
0: It's just, it's like, is it true? There was a rumour going around years ago that they couldn't refer to chicken in the branding because it wasn't quite that.
1: Oh, yeah. I assume it's muck. Do you know what I mean?
0: But it's tasty. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it is delish.
1: Yeah. My theory is that I think if your restaurant is on more than two continents, it's muck. Do you know what I mean?
0: That is, do you know what, that's a fairly solid theory. Yeah. Although, Five Guys I think is quite nice as chains go. Uh,
1: That's true actually. But that's, it's still that's probably muck, it? just
0: muck at the end of the day. Yeah. Like sometimes I wonder, are they just distracting you with all the toppings? Because as Irish people we can't get over that we have the power to choose yes. our own toppings. Very true. But the meat is probably, you know, just the same as the rest of it. Yeah.
1: Them. Have you been? Piper? Yeah, I
0: have. Is it good? Yeah, I, I, I do. I mean, I've, ha- I've had it a couple of times now. I do like it. Okay. I've never been. I, I do think it's nice. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, I do. Um, But KFC, also they have a vegan burger at the moment. Did you see that? KFC? Yeah. Really? It's supposed to be lovely.
1: I'd say I'm jealous so far of uh, John Wayne. Gason.
0: John Wayne's life, yeah. I know. Well, you know, you know, he's getting a few free buckets, yeah, isn't he?
1: Like, what did he do? He dropped out, married rich, and now he's a millionaire. It's, so, so, it's, so. The it's the so key so. to
0: success. But yeah. there's still time for us, James. We can still do this.
1: I knew someone, and uh, should no, you know she married a, a Domino's royalty.
0: Oh, stop! You know, it.
1: Domino's Pizza, of course. Uh, Do I like was and she just spends her day like horse riding that's wow. a, that's what that money gets four four dominoes
0: that's where the dough balls get you
1: yeah she's uh has like a stable
0: and does she li- is she living in Ireland yep wow but I mean that's serious money I'd imagine
1: it must be how it? would
0: you feel about dominoes I uh, know you've got a personal investment but
1: I like apache
0: this is so controversial because I also said this recently yeah, yeah. and I got or is it Fred, my partner, calls it Apache. That's how he <laughs> pronounces Apache pizza. So when he was trying to sell Kel's to me as somewhere you want to live, he yeah. was listing off, like, we've got a Centra, mm. we've got an Apache. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> oh, Apache, okay. Um, Papa John's I'm quite fond of as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Supermax, uh, a pizza brand. Yeah.
0: It's nice, can't beat a Papa John's. So the in-laws anyway, yeah, the free buckets were rolling in. Um, the Gacy settled in Waterloo. Okay, so they settled in Waterloo in Iowa, and they had uh, two. Ch- so they had two children, a son and daughter. Gacy worked hard at his KFC, but still found time again to join the JCS. However, there was a seedier side of uh, his life as well. One that involved prostitution, pornography, and drugs. Uh, Gacy was cheating on his wife on the regular. At the same time, he opened a club in commas, in his basement. This is when things get gross for the young boys of Waterloo, Iowa, where he allowed them to drink alcohol and made sexual advances towards them. Mm. Gacy's middle class life came crashing down in 1968 when two of the boys, 16 and 15, accused him of sexually assaulting them. Gacy insisted that he was innocent and appeared to beat the charges. But in August of the same year, he hired another kid to beat up one of his accusers. Okay. The kid was caught and confessed all and Gacy was arrested and before the year was out he was convicted of sexual assault and sentenced to 10 years um, in jail. Gacy's imprisonment was rapidly followed by his wife's petition for divorce which was mm-hmm. finalised of course in 1969. He never saw his kids again. During his jail time Gacy's father died. Uh, he was proled in 1970 after suffering eight, after serving just 18 months just a year and a half after Casey was released, he moved back to Illinois to live with his mother. He successfully hid his criminal record until the police inv- began investigating him later on. So Casey moved back in with the mother and got a job as a chef in a Chicago restaurant in 1971. With his mother's financial help, he bought a house uh, in Cook County, of course, in Chicago, which is surrounded, uh, which is surrounded by the neighborhood of Norwood Park. Uh, Now, the house, this is kind of a bit of a one to note, the house had a four foot deep crawl space under the floor. On Hmm. February 12th, 1971, Gacy was charged with disorderly conduct. A teenage boy claimed that Gacy had picked him up and tried to force him into sex. The complaint was dropped when the boy did not appear in court. Uh, On June the 22nd, 1972, Gacy was arrested again and charged with battery after another young man said that he flashed a sheriff's badge, lured him into his car and forced him into sex. Again, the charges were dropped, which seems crazy. In June again uh, of that year, he married Carol Hoff, an acquaintance from his teenage years. Hoff and her two daughters moved into his house that he had purchased. In 1975, he started his own business, PDM Contractors, a construction company. At the same time his marriage began to deteriorate uh, it, their sex life came to a halt. John Gacy would go out late and stay out all night. Carol Gacy found Wallace with ideas from young men lying, lying around and John Gacy try, started to bring in like, gay porn and stuff into the house. So again, shock horror this marriage also ended in divorce in okay. March 1976. Can you believe they couldn't work through
1: it? No, twice divorced. And Gacy
0: became actor. How many times have you been divorced, James?
1: No, no. I at mean, all. so
0: far I think it's two 0 to James Moore in here versus so, John yeah. Wayne Gacy. Gacy was d- d- directing the parade that year. Uh, Oh, sorry, skipped a little bit there. So just to say he was uh, uh, very active in the Democratic Party. There's one really famous picture of him with, do you remember uh, Rosalind Carter, who was Jimmy Carter's wife?
1: Oh, really? There's
0: a really famous picture of him uh, with her because she was in town for the annual Polish Constitution Day parade, which apparently, I don't want to poo-poo other people's parades, Mm. but I'd imagine it's now St. Paddy's.
1: Yeah, I
0: would do. It's probably great crack, I'm sure, but it's just not one we would be as familiar with. Uh, so it's a very famous picture. He was directing the parade that year, um, Gacy, for the third year in a row. So it's a real example of like in plain sight, isn't yeah. it? So he's like being really outlandish in his crimes. Mm. He's already gone to jail for, you know, these horrific things. There's no follow-up, no, nobody's looking into him. He's one of these, I imagine if he'd been in Ireland, he almost strikes me as a bit of a tidy-towner.
1: Yes, yeah. I mean, in one way, you envy him, you know what I mean? Like, if you ever, like, someone's waiting for an email from you, so you, like, don't tweet or put up anything on Facebook, because you're thinking, like, if I put up something on Twitter, they'll know I'm at my computer. So I better not do anything. Do you ever do something like that? Yeah, of
0: course. And this
1: guy's going around murdering people. And he's like running a parade.
0: There, I mean, like I he's can see. Yeah. He's brave
1: is all I'm saying. Uh,
0: he, yeah. I mean, you, you can see. I can see why you would get a bit of green eyed monster about it. Yeah. Uh, and also, I still don't think I'd have the balls to direct a parade.
1: Even just now.
0: And we're we're stage people, James. Yeah. We were born we were born to thread the boards. Like yeah. and even now I'm like, I don't think I'd have the balls to direct the Polish Constitution Day Parade, which as we know is a really? massive big deal.
1: So if the Polish community leader came to you and said, We have a Constitution Day parade.
0: I mean, obviously it will be my big break. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah. and I have been wanting to get into the Eastern European market for a long, long time. Yes. Um, but I just don't think I'm ready. I think I'd need a few more Vicar Streets under my belt.
1: If you're not ready, you don't do it.
0: Um, But he was obviously very good at playing a part, whether it be a sheriff, uh, a tidy towner, or a parade director.
1: Yes, or a cook.
0: Or a a chef. A chef, chef, very good. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, he was directing the parade that year and Carter, his, Jimmy Carter's wife Rosalind, posed for pictures and autographed the photo to John Gacy best wishes Rosalind Carter um, and then during the, during the search of course of Gacy's house after his arrest this photo caused major embarrassment to the Secret Service Uh, Because again, like the idea that it shows, this is obviously time before background checks and all Mm -hmm. that, that you could just rock up to the First Lady and be like, thanks so much for coming, even though you are obviously a convicted criminal. Murders then. In July 1975, one of Gacy's employees, uh, John Butkovich, disappeared. Butkovich had recently left the job after he had an argument over back pay uh, with John Wayne Gacy. Butkovich's parents pleaded with police to check out Gacy, but nothing came of it and the young man's disappearance went unsolved. In December nineteen seventy six, another Gacy employee, Gregory now I'm gonna probably pronounce this incorrectly, but I'll give it a go. at uh, Gregory hang on. Do 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 Gregory Godzik disappeared and his parents asked police again to investigate Gacy, one of the last people known to have spoken to the boy in neither case did the police pursue Gacy, nor did they discover his criminal record. So it's quite unbelievable, isn't
1: it? That they didn't go after him.
0: That they didn't even ask him any questions.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the police for you.
0: It shows the power power of Tidy Towns, doesn't it, It really? It does. Um, yeah. And then in January 1977, so obviously like these are running consecutively, like this is this annual thing. Yeah. January 1977, John Zisk, an acquaint- acquaintance of Bukovic, Godzik and Gacy, disappeared also. Later that same year, another of Gacy's employees was arrested for stealing gas from a station. The car he'd been driving had belonged to Zisk. Gacy said that Zisk had sold the car to him before leaving town and the police again fail to pursue it or, you know, kind of follow it up. Gacy then started getting started getting tired of digging holes in his crawl space. He wanted space that was available at all times. He got tired. Of digging holes in his crawl space. Really? Yeah. I mean, you would, though. A few years of digging. Yeah. You're going to want someone else to kind of lend a hand here.
1: I think I'd put up with it.
4: You would you?
0: Would you fight through the pain? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it kind of comes back to what you were saying. It's very ballsy to get someone else involved in your crawl space. <laughs> it, it really isn't it? is. Isn't
4: it?
0: <laughs> he hired one of his employees, David Cram, to make more space. Cram also stayed in the spare bedroom in the house. One night, Cram came home from work. Now, I just want you to get ready. Okay. This is a trigger warning. This is quite freaky. Mm-hmm. So he came home from work and he found Gacy drunk and in his clown costume.
1: Okay, where did he get the clown costume?
0: Well, where would you? I don't know where you'd get a clown costume because I, this is before Amazon.
1: Okay, I'm surprised. I, coming into this, I thought he worked as a clown.
0: Yeah, I think, well, I think the clown thing was his alter ego. Really? Yeah.
1: That makes it all so much more bizarre. Like,
0: it is quite bizarre, yeah. Well, he did, He, I think he did do kids' parties and stuff dressed up as a clown as well. But he just
1: had it. Like, he just. It just was it wasn't his main thing. The
0: way I have a wedding dress in my wardrobe, <laughs> just in case. Like, yeah. I think it's just you never know when you want to play dress up. Okay. So, Gacy then, it, it just all got a bit weird. They had a few drinks, and then Gacy tricked Cram into handcuffs. Mm. Gacy then started. Um, so they, Gacy, Gacy then um, started um, acting very strangely. Um,
1: really, coming
0: yeah. on. I know this is uh, like th- this is minus any red flags whatsoever. So he started acting very strangely and ultimately kind of making sexual advances towards Cram. So Cram somehow managed to get away from Gacy and escaped his room like I would be running out of the house but again it's he, easy to say that but
1: he went to his room
0: he just went to the room I mean okay. presumably he had a lock on the door not all of Gacy's victims died so in March 1978 Gacy lured Jeffrey Rignall into his car he chloroformed the young man he took him back to his house and ultimately sexually assaulted him and then dumped him in Lincoln Park police drew a blank but Rignall remembered through the chloroform haze of the night a black car, the Kennedy Expressway and some side streets. He managed to stake out the exit on the expressway until he saw the same black car, which he followed. Police issued a warrant uh, an arrested Casey on July, the 15th, uh, July 15th. He was t- facing trial on assault charge for this incident when he was arrested in December for the other murders. In December 1977, a 19-year-old man complained that Gacy had kidnapped him at gunpoint and again sexually assaulted him, which is, this is insane. Yet again, Chicago police took no action. Hmm. It is, I mean, it's not that long ago, the late 70s, that a police force would be that ambivalent.
1: Yeah. You would wonder if it's something to do with the fact that this is a. like they see it as gay do you know what I mean
0: well I, I would think maybe that's why they were kind of dismissive of it yeah for sure yeah yeah I I would think that's definitely one of the reasons
1: because maybe they were just like I don't know what this
0: I, I think there'd have to be some level of homophobia involved yeah. in the fact that they were so dismissive of it yeah you would yeah. think so yeah I, you're right uh, James, that's a very good point. So Robert Piest, a 15-year-old boy, disappeared on December 11th, 1978 um, from the pharmacy where he worked after school. Just before he disappeared, Piest told a colleague, a co-worker, that he was going to a house down the street to talk to, quote, some contractor about a job. Now, Gacy, as we know, had a contracting company and mm. he'd actually been at the pharmacy the previous night discussing a job with the owner that he wanted to do, kind of a remodelling job. Gacy denied talking to P.S. when the police called him the next day, but the police did what Chicago police had failed to do because this was in a place called Des Plaines, which is obviously outside Chicago. Um, so they did something which obviously the Chicago police had failed to do up to that point, And they checked his record, discovering that he had done time for sexual assault. Right. So a search of Gacy's house on December 13th, my birthday. But, you know, it's really gross of me to just insert myself into this. But mm. just to say just um, it's actually my birthday. Uh, December 13th turned up some suspicious item, items. A 1975 high school class ring. Driver's licenses for other people, handcuffs, uh, a two by four with holes drilled in the ends, a syringe, clothing that was much too small for Gacy, a photo received from the pharmacy where P.S. worked. Detectives noticed an offensive odour coming from the crawl space beneath the house. And we always know what that is when they say there's a really strange smell. Yeah, we always know. Further investigation revealed Godzik's disappearance. The high school ring was traced to Zisk. From Gacy's second wife, they learned of Butkovich. Now, of December 21st, 1978, one of Gacy's employees told the police that Gacy had confessed to more than 30 murders. Shortly after, Gacy was arrested for possession of... Like, this is kind of hilarious if it wasn't so awful. So he's told people just, you know, I've killed 30 people. But, like, he's telling... You know, if your boss tells you that, what are you going to do about it? Because you need the job. Exactly. But he actually got arrested for possession of marijuana. Really? they were going after the big stuff here. Please took out a second warrant. Jesus,
1: sorry. No worries. This is terrible.
0: Who was it?
1: It was my mother.
0: Uh, do you want to answer it?
1: No, what she's ringing about is uh, she gave away a pair of my trousers that had my bank card in the pocket. So she's probably ringing about that.
0: It's like she left them into a charity shop. Yeah. Okay.
1: Because I had a big bag of clothes.
0: Because you were uh, a good guy, you wanted to give them away.
1: But then I, uh, the trousers I was wearing that day, I just threw them on top. I wasn't thinking. So then she took th- you know Jonathan. I mean?
0: Yeah. Of course. Listen, you, I carry my bank card in my back pocket at all times. So mm. you're singing, you're you're singing to the choir here, and tell me, when did you make this grim discovery that the bank card was gone? You probably knew. Pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, last night. Okay. So uh she's probably gone to the... I, I should have gone, but I didn't. She's well, you there.
0: were doing this, like priorities. This is your career, James. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you laugh at that. How dare you? Um Yes, okay, so fingers crossed for the bank card. Now, back to John... Where was John Wayne Gacy? Oh, yes. So... They also issued uh, a second arrest warrant. Uh, so basically, they basically, he was arrested for marijuana and they were like, let's see what else this guy's got. Went back to the house and they found human bones, shocker, in the crawlspace. Okay. After being informed that he would now face murder charges, Gacy confessed straight away to some 25 to 30 murders, telling investigators that most were buried in the crawlspace and on his property. And then he threw the last five bodies after the crawl space was full right. off the bridge, off the one I think it's one fifty five bridge and into the Des Plains River, including that of poor old PS2 gone missing um that very month, Gacy drew police a diagram of his crawl space to show where the bodies had been buried. Gacy told the police that he would pick up male teenage runaways or male prostitutes off the street, take them back to his house um, after promising them money or just grab them by force. He picked up at least one of his victims at a bus station. And uh, then he obviously went on to detail how um, he would kill these poor young men. Uh, Gacy would also keep the bodies with him for as long as decomposition would allow. The police had already come back to the house to search for more remains, uh, mostly under the crawl space. For the next four months, more and more human remains emerged in the house. As reporters, TV news crews and astonished onlookers watched on, 29 bodies were found in his crawlspace uh, between December and March. The youngest were uh, identified as Samuel Stapleton and Michael Marino, both only 14 years old and the oldest, uh, were no, Russell Nelson and James Mazzara both 21 years tw- 21 years of age eight of the victims were so badly decomposed that they were never actually identified mm. uh, because obviously it's so what he would have been told I suppose targeting very marginalized people mm. so runaways people who were hitchhiking you know um sex workers etc so very sad so eight of them have never even now have never been identified and then on the on the February the 6 1980, G- Gacy's trial began in Chicago during the trial he pleaded not guilty by
1: insanity. The, of
0: course insanity however it was rejected outright Gacy's lawyer Sam Amarante said that Gacy's had moments of temporary, temporary insanity at the time of each murder but regained sanity before and after to lure and dispose of the victims like I always think that's a funny one because ultimately to do these deeds you'd have to say the person's insane yeah but then, ultimately, they do know what they're doing.
1: Yeah. And it, it, that's a funny way he phrased it, where he said, while he was doing it, he was insane. But before and after... He wasn't. He wasn't.
0: What would you think about that logic?
1: Uh, I don't buy it. Personally.
0: But, I mean, would you think he was insane?
1: Um...
0: It's, it's a tough one to call, isn't it? Because you don't want them getting off by reason of insanity. But you would nearly say it's such an inhumane thing to do. Yeah. How could you do it and not be insane?
1: I think with insanity, you have to assume, or it means they have lost touch with reality. Yeah. yeah so they don't fully understand what they're doing.
0: Yes, and they've no concept of right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Whereas the sound like this guy does because he was like hot so meticulous. You know I
0: mean? And also because he was functioning in that, you know, he was getting up, he was going to work mm. he was covering his tracks He was yeah. so he was obviously aware that he shouldn't have been doing this mm. Um but yeah, so they, they rejected that outright Um and he, you know stood, stood trial for uh, the whole thing and didn't have that defence
1: So he just gave up as soon as they called him. It's,
0: it's interesting, yeah like straight away he was like this yeah, is it. This I've is where they are. twenty-five to thirty.
1: Here's a diagram. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's unusual. You'd think
0: it is. It is unusual, but I would say probably he had just been waiting for this to happen for a mm. long time. I I would say he was probably surprised that it it hadn't happened sooner.
1: Yeah. I mean, you hear the phrase like he wanted to get caught, and it's like when you're hiring someone else to dig a hole for the bodies, like you it's you phrasing. want to get caught. It's...
0: Yeah. Well, I always think that. It's like, you know, if you tell someone a secret, part of you wants that secret to get out because it... by, in, by involving one other person, mm. it's over.
1: It is. Yeah.
2: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
4: Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
0: Um, But I mean, I guess as well, like what was his defense going to be? Like he did have 29 bodies under his house.
1: Yeah, that's true. You might as well. Getting the good side. I
0: mean, you'd what I mean, what story would you come up with there?
1: Did he feel guilty?
0: I would say, uh, well, we'll come to that. But I would okay. say probably not. Okay. But ba- based on what is to come, but um, but I, I'll leave it. To, I'll leave it to your own inference. While on trial, uh, so while on trial, Gacy joked that the only thing he was guilty of was, quote, running a cemetery without a license, end quote. (laughs) So I think no. no (laughs) What would you think? James, I shouldn't put words in your mouth. What would you think? It
1: doesn't sound like it.
0: At one point in the trial, Gacy's defence also tried to claim that all 33 murders were accidental deaths as part of basically a sex game gone wrong. Um, But the Cook County coroner countered this with evidence um, that Gacy's claim was basically totally impossible. He also had made an earlier confession to police and was unable to have this evidence suppressed uh, because he wasn't in the presence of a lawyer.
1: This was after he made a confession. Yeah, he He said actually it was a sex
0: game gone wrong. And
1: then actually it was also just a cemetery. Yeah, so
0: if you were his defence lawyer, you'd be like, fuck me, like this is just... This is going to be unprofessional. This, this is you really haven't done yourself any favors here. Um, Gacy had also, as I said, you know, he'd made the earlier confession. He was found guilty on the 13th of March and sentenced to death on the 10th of May 1994. Gacy was ex- executed at Crest Hill, Illinois, by lethal injection. His last meal consisted of a dozen deep-fried shrimp and a bucket of
1: chicken. Was it KFC? Really? Yeah.
0: A pound of fresh strawberries and french fries. So, by the way, I would say Colonel Sanders was shitting himself. (laughs) Do you think? This is serious. I mean, this is a lot of brand damage, isn't it? I hope
1: this doesn't get out.
0: Yeah, I mean... And now it has. I mean, now it's out there. Like, we've, you know, this is us breaking down the fourth wall mm. every single day, James. So his execution was obviously, like, this total media sensation. Loads of people turned up um, at the prison. Uh, they had, like, all these execution parties outside the jail. Uh, it, was, and it was really weird because it was kind of a frenzied party atmosphere. So they actually arrested a load of people for, like... Basically being drunk and disorderly and really? like, just being really raucous, which is insane, yeah, isn't
1: it? it really is. Uh,
0: but he was, this guy was, dis- I mean, he was despised.
1: Was he? Like, this is just sort of as tough, ca- like, as everyone in America hated him. Basically. I mean,
0: he was really, but I think because he was just so not contrite mm. and because he had killed so many.
4: Mm-hmm. um
0: Like, he was just a really, really bad guy. But at the same time, it's just mad to think that people... There was that kind of frenzied party atmosphere as well at his execution. Yeah,
1: it's mad to think of turning up to see someone die, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, regardless of of how horrendous they are. Yeah. But I guess, you see, it's something maybe we don't understand here because in Ireland we don't have the death penalty.
1: No, no. I don't think even in America these days you'll get that sort of thing.
0: I, I th- like this is the early 90s so it was a different time. Yeah, I think even now it's generally much more subdued mm-hmm. I would imagine. Unless, like there's probably still one or two people that are just viewed with such contempt. There might be a couple of people celebrating outside but uh, you know yeah. this, this was unusual.
1: I think the last celebration when uh, uh, Bin Laden was shot yeah, but there's a celebration in America. Yeah.
0: that was actually that's very true. Yeah, but I guess because in America they viewed him as public enemy number one and very much like enemy of the state.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know. There's never been anyone like that in Ireland who we celebrated when they die.
0: I don't. I mean, I don't. I mean, I know when Margaret Thatcher died. Do you remember the witches' dead did reach number one in the charts?
1: Yeah. Um, I remember when Ian Paisley died.
0: There were a couple of weird comments floating around then, and a couple of jokes. Yeah, and
1: like even when Thatcher died, all the articles were like, "Oh, a a controversial stateswoman dies." But when Paisley died, it was like a monster is finally dead. (laughs) It was like no one was even pretending to be sad.
0: And I mean, ultimately, he did take part in the peace process. In the end, did he? Uh. I mean,
1: I think I I don't know.
0: I just know my best bud, um, who's gay, he's from Belfast. I remember he had a great T-shirt when we were in college, which remember that Paisley quote, Ulster says no to sodomy. Yeah. So like I used to go with him to the George, like probably about twice a week I'd say okay. and this was his favourite t-shirt Ulster says yeah. I so I do I mean I instantly think of that when I think of Ian Paisley but I think ultimately but then ooh do you know what I had actually heard about him relatively recently that apparently he was quite like in terms of local politics
1: mm-hmm.
0: I know he, he made these really hateful speeches in relation to you know nationalist agendas and all the rest but in terms of local politics Now, correct me if I'm wrong, listener, you can get in touch. But I did hear recently that he was actually very good to his nationalist constituents. Really? So similar probably to, you know, like, say, the Healy Rays, etc. Yes. Come in for such criticism. But Mm. on a local level, like, they will get shit done for you. Yeah. Yeah, so Ian, I mean, I suppose Ian Paisley, maybe there would have been some factions that were celebrating his demise yeah Margaret Thatcher again there was kind of a lot of weird responses to her death yes Um, but you're right I think generally it would be more subdued response now uh, so, yeah, he, according to reports... So, look, they were all outside and it was just very strange because then they had people selling Gacy-related T-shirts and other merch. Mm. And obviously they all cheered when he was pronounced dead. According to reports, Gacy did not ever res- express any remorse. Okay. Which is unusual. Because a- even Ted Bundy played the game. Did he? It, you know, you know at, the, at, the, at the very end, like, you know, before the end was nigh. He yeah. was doing these interviews, but like Ted Bundy was just a complete sociopath up to the end, whereby he was essentially manipulating like these Christian like news reporters and news stations saying it was really porn. Like porn is just, you know, I was fine until all this oh, porn really? came along. So he was like, I'm so sorry for what I've done, but by the way, it was because of porn. So again, it was just very manipulative. Okay. So right until the very end. And then, of course, obviously so many people latched on to the fact that he was saying, I only did this because of porn, that they mm-hmm. were using that then um, to advance their kind of, I suppose... Theory that porn was a really bad thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But it, this guy never went down that road, and never, you know, expressed any remorse at all. His last words to his lawyer in his cell were to the effect that killing him would not bring anyone back. So what was the point? And it's reported that his very last words were "kiss my ass," which really? he said to a correctional officer while he was being sent to the execution chamber. Hmm. It's interesting, isn't it that? All that time in prison and to have time where you can think back over all the pain you've caused. Yeah. And at no point would you think, fuck me, I was an absolute no monster.
1: And uh, even that thing of saying, uh, killing me won't bring anyone back, it's sort of hard to argue with. Do you know what I mean? Like as in I'm not saying let him off I'm just saying if you well were,
0: I mean it's not going to bring anyone back
1: yeah if he was like why are you killing me it's sort of hard to be like this is the reason why you just have to be like I'm not engaging with you I'm just going to kill you you know what I mean like you know what tra- I say
0: the lawyer was like well maybe if you didn't confess to it straight away John yeah we would have had something to work <laughs> with here yeah. Well, I guess that what was unusual, but well, it was unusual, but not unusual, I suppose, given the fact that, like, you know, the killer clown had killed 33 mm. people and buried them under his house. Um, and give, I mean, the deaths were horrific, like really, really awful deaths for all these poor young men. Uh, it was unusual that given that he confessed straight away, usually that's a mitigating factor in not getting the death penalty. Really? But I mean, mm-hmm. I guess they just had to, regardless of com- him confessing early on.
1: Um, yeah, it sounds like it. Mm. But it's sort of just like a very childish, you know, when a child just goes, "Why? Why? Eat it? Like, why is this?" Yeah. You know,
0: it, Well, he was petulant right up to the very, the very end. Yeah,
1: it sounds like
0: it. Um, so, before the execution began, the lethal chemicals unexpectedly solidified. So mm. they kind of clogged up in the IV. IV tube that led into his arm and basically they had blinds covering the window through which the witnesses who observed the execution were watching so they had to draw the blinds and then the execution team had to replace the cloud tube and all this kind of crack and then 10 minutes later the blinds were reopened and the execution resumed so it actually took 18 minutes which was unusual so it was... A protracted execution. Uh, Anesthesiologists blamed the problem on the inexperience of the prison officials who were conducting the execution. And then, ultimately, that actually led to them. It was the last time they used that type of lethal injection, so they changed um, their method of lethal injection. And on this subject, the chief prosecutor at Gacy's trial, William Kunkel, said he still got a much easier death than any of his victims, which Mm. you can't argue with that.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: After his execution, his brain was removed. Gacy's brain was removed. It's currently in the possession of Dr. Helen Morrison, who interviewed Gacy and other serial killers in an attempt to isolate common personality traits of violent sociopaths. However, an examination of Gacy's brain after his execution by the forensic psychiatrist hired by his lawyers revealed no abnormalities whatsoever. Really? Yeah.
1: Even though he had that big brain clot?
0: Yes, he had the brain cloud for a few... Which I thought would have maybe... Yeah. I don't want to say explained away, but would that have been a contributing factor? I would have thought Apparently so. Apparently not. Really? They didn't see any differences whatsoever.
1: Um, I was surprised they used a lethal injection. I always thought they had a chair, like an electric chair.
0: I think the electric chair is long gone, is it? Oh, I have no idea. I, th- I, think for the, I think for the last while, a lethal injection is seen as a more humane way to do it. Right. Um, But I could be wrong. Please get in touch, listener, if you are aware. I mean, there might be some states that still Mm. use the electric chair, but I think it's generally the lethal injection.
1: But the lethal injection is the one where it's like three stages and so on. There's a a different part. Yeah. Three different people do each stage. I
0: think so. I think that's ultimately, isn't it, kind of to help the people who are performing it Mm. so that it's like, okay, well, who's to say it was mine?
1: Yeah. It's like you know what
0: psychologically be really hard to live with.
1: With firing squats, there's always one one blank round, wasn't there?
0: Yes, I forgot that. That's a really interesting point. You're right. Yes. So. So you wouldn't know.
1: Yeah, but it says that people wanted to kill Gacy. So maybe one guy just did it. He was like, "I'll do it." You know? Do
0: you know what? I would say in some instances I'd imagine amongst prison officers and the people performing these things mm. I would think there. you know you can imagine now in the case of like this man who killed children Yeah Like you would think oh yeah no I'll I'll, I'll take care one. of this Yeah, yeah. You guys I mean you, you would really you could see how people would bring their own kind of personal agendas into it as well and say mm. no no I want to be the one to take this guy out Yeah But I mean it is it. look I, I think it's mad, I mean it wasn't that long ago but it's mad to think he went undetected for so long and he was so brazen in everything yeah. he did
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: but I think I think you're right James, I think there was an element of, um, because these were gay sexual assaults, that maybe there was an element of homophobia there as well in that the police were less yeah willing to look into it but do
1: they have like DNA testing at this time
0: I, I think I think probably very basic DNA testing. Yeah. In the late seventies, I would think. Like if,
1: maybe it's just easier to get away with stuff back then.
0: Like, oh, I would imagine, and I think as well because there wasn't any centralized system. So like this was like say pre-internet and stuff. Yeah. So if you were committing crimes in different police districts.
1: Yeah, that's it. You like moved where like an hour away. Yeah, and but uh,
0: it's it's only down the road, but it's a different police district. Yeah. So there isn't some kind of centralized system that mm-hmm. they can tap into.
1: Yeah. I think living in the 70s in America was, like, the easiest time. Do you
0: think so? Like, the eeriest era in the history of the The world? The
1: easiest. Yeah. It's like, I mean, just going back to this guy, he, like, dropped out of school, became a millionaire, murdered 30 people, ran a parade, got away with it. It would just seem like you could just be born and walk into a job and get a house and...
0: Well if re I mean it was it was fairly well set up for him, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: I think it was set up well for everybody. Yeah. It just seemed a lot easier.
0: I I mean I I would imagine there might have been more opportunity back then for somebody who did drop out of high school with very little prospects yeah. than there would be now.
1: Let's say you get like a factory job. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: But I mean this like he was I mean, ultimately like he was well to do.
1: Yeah. It seems like a.
0: He was an employer. He was held in high regard locally. Mm-hmm. But no, it's it's yeah, no, it is. It's it's an awful story, and obviously he was an awful person. And surprising that up to the very end, he just never expressed any kind of remorse. Yeah. Quite monstrous. So that is the story of John Way Gacy.
1: Okay. It's James Morin,
0: thank you so much for coming in to talk to me about The Killer Clown.
1: Thanks very much for having me.
0: Tell me, what's happening in your near future? You've two things coming up.
1: Yeah, I have a play, a reading of a play coming up at the end of the month. It's called Skinny O'Malia. It's on the 25th.
0: Oh, what's it called? Skinny O'Mania? Yeah. Can you give, so it's on the 25th of and it, on February. February.
1: and the 26th in Smock Alley.
0: And tell, tell me a little bit about that. What's um, that about?
1: It's about the internet. So the idea is that it's a, it's like a sitcom, but all the text is taken from uh, internet comment sections. Amazing. Is the idea. Um, I'd
0: love to go to that, James. Yeah, I think it should yeah, be funny. Yeah. So that's in Smock Alley, 25th and 26th. Yes. And the name again is?
1: Skinny Amelia.
0: And just to say, James is hilarious, so this is going to be brilliant. You also have...
1: Yeah, I'm doing a tour of a play called One Day. Uh, it's going to be during the summer. We're going to be doing Cork, Galway, and some other places, I can't remember. But uh, look out for it. One Day is the name of it. And
0: who are you doing that with?
1: Uh, with Dick Walsh Theatre. Lovely. A,
0: and what, what is that?
1: It's about newspapers, so it's about We got all these newspapers from one day, uh, and we we made a play out of them. So fantastic! I love it, James. Yeah, it's a good play.
0: And then seen and heard. Yes.
1: That's at the end. That's the 25th and the
0: 26th. That is, that is seen and heard. Yes. Okay, perfect. So One Day is going to be around uh, the country yeah. for touring and then Smock Alley at the end of this month. Yes. James, it's been an absolute pleasure and you really are a comedic genius. Thanks very much. I Gina. love to watch you perform and thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Crimeland. If you have enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.
3: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince, Go to quincecom style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
4: Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to Amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's Amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
3: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,